Hi there, I'm Janet Quinlan, and this is Finding Joy in Motherhood, the podcast for women who are looking for practical tools and words of encouragement to create an orderly, joyful, faith and virtue-driven home. I'll share tips to create mindset shifts that change the way you discipline your children, love your husband, and enjoy your day. This podcast is about coaching women to be the best woman God is calling her to be. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, and welcome to episode number 163, Six Steps to Grow Closer to God. So this is going to be a really short episode. I am on my way to fly down to Houston. Shout out to Houston. Um, My husband and I are giving a talk on if we knew then what we know now. And then the following day, I'm giving a talk to a group of men on what sons need from their fathers and what daughters need from their fathers. And we really can't wait. So I wanted to get this episode recorded and ready to go for publishing, but it will be a little quick. And it's really timely because it's more geared toward Lent. Okay, so the first step in growing closer to God is to embrace your mission. What is God asking of you today? How will you accept and embrace his mission for you. What will that look like? Where will you have to say no to your will in order to embrace God's will today? Number two, offer up your day. As soon as you get up, dedicate your day to God. When you get out of bed, hit the ground, get on your knees, and offer your day to God. Offer your prayers, all the work that you do, all the joys and the sufferings, and let them all be prayer and give purpose for your life. Make your day matter. Number three, morning prayer first. So many people ask me, how do I get my kids to continue to practice their faith? And it's a hard and easy answer, and that is that you show them first. You show them that your faith is important to you, therefore it will become a value that they will hold. Commit to at least 15 to 20 minutes of prayer each day. Rise early before the children if you can. And yes, I know that's hard, but just do it. Really, it's only 15 or 20 minutes earlier. Find a quiet, comfortable place, and then either bring the New Testament or maybe a good spiritual reading book with you. Now, you don't bring those books so that you spend 15 to 20 minutes reading. You bring either the New Testament or a spiritual reading book so that you can read for a couple of minutes and then pray about it. Sit with God and ask the Holy Spirit to help you see what God wants you to know. And all you moms, I know that you're going to say, I don't have 15 to 20 minutes in my day. You really do. And in fact, and this is a proven test, I can attest to the fact that this is true, that when you put God first, when you give him his time first, he will give you the time for everything else that you need to get done. Now, people used to say that to me when I was a young mom, and I'm like, yeah, right. Actually, it's true. I have tested it (laughs) many times, and I know that it's true. So as soon as you can, in the morning, do prayer. And if your day is such that you really can't do morning prayer, then do it at lunchtime if you're a working mom, 
or do it at nap time when your work around the house is kind of at a quiet time. Put that first. Number four, work with the spirit of service and joy. You know, when we think about our work, it brings up feelings. And if we dread the housework and if we are annoyed by the kids, then all those thoughts will create feelings that will lead to us really disliking our day. You know, when you're thinking, I hate this, or I'm so sick and tired of this, or if these kids would just start behaving or be quiet, when you start thinking all those thoughts, you're not giving yourself the opportunity to think, I am here to serve. God has given this gift to me, and I can either do it with a crabby attitude, or I can do it out of a spirit of service. So throughout your day, serve those around you with a smile and a spirit of generosity. And actually, it's just a habit. If your brain is in the habit of thinking negatively about your day, of being crabby, of just not showing up happy, it's just a habit and you can change it. And it's a beautiful thing to give God the physical prayer of serving others. That's a prayer. It's called sanctifying your work. Offering what you're doing from a joyful servant's heart and giving it back to God as a prayer. Number five, read the gospel for five minutes every day. All we really need to know about life and how to love others is in the gospels, in the teachings of Jesus in the New Testament. But we can't know it if we don't read it. Don't depend on just what you hear at Sunday Mass. Don't even depend on just what you hear if you go to daily Mass. There's so much more. And actually, every time I go through the Gospels, I learn something new. So during Lent, read the Gospels every day. Start with Matthew. Maybe you might want to skip over the Nativity narratives and go right into John the Baptist and the preaching of Jesus so that you are really connected to this season. It will help you really live the liturgical season in your life, and you'll have just a connection of what you're reading at home and the season that we are in right now, and it will have more meaning for you. And number six, examine your day and make resolutions for tomorrow. So at the end of the day, or if you find it doesn't work at the end of the day because you're so tired, then maybe move it up. Sometime during the day, decide when it's going to be, set the alarm on your phone, and examine your day. Just spend three to five minutes checking in with God. Ask yourself these questions. What have I done well? And say, thank you, God. Where have I failed? Forgive me, God. What can I do better tomorrow? Help me, God. And then make a resolution for tomorrow to advance, to improve in one thing that will expand your interior life. Now, I want to talk very quickly about children who say, I don't want to go to church. So there are three points I want to make about this. First of all, if your child says that, remember that you want to teach your children that their faith life is not about rules. It's about relationship. It's about relationship with Jesus, 
the Son. It's about relationship with God the Father. And it's about relationship with the Holy Spirit. Of helping our children understand that those little like urges of good things are from the Holy Spirit. It's about relationship with Mary. Helping them see that this human gave up everything for Jesus the Son. And about Joseph and how he too gave up everything to follow God's will. You want to really impress upon them relationships. Now, for children, it's hard to have a relationship with someone they don't see. So that's where you bring in the gospel readings. Maybe each night, pray just a few verses of one of the gospels to help them get to know Jesus through the gospels. The second one is, you make the decision about what is good and necessary in the life of your children. They can choose their own path when they live on their own. And if you have to say that to teenagers, say it to teenagers. But if they depend on you for everything, and if they trust you to give them all good things, then they have to trust you that faith, a life of faith, is a good thing, and it's an important thing. And help them understand. Now, hopefully they've seen you live your faith through prayer life and through going to Mass and through reading the Gospels and just through a general dependence on God and His divine will for us. And if they see all of that, then don't be afraid to articulate it for them. Tell them what your faith means to you. And that they're so young, they might not have all of that um, belief yet, but they're growing. And if they cut it off now, they'll never have the opportunity to really grow into a deep personal friendship with God. Number three, have a relationship of confidence and trust with your children. And this is kind of a broad base point. When you have a relationship of confidence and trust, then when your child says, I don't want to go to Mass, and you say to him, but I know that it's good for you, and so we're going to go, they will trust you, and they will have confidence in you. And maybe it's a point where you talk about the conflicts they may be experiencing in their peer group and help them understand, yeah, we're the only ones that go to church. Dad and I are the only ones that we know who go to church, if that's the case. Help them see that you are making this hard decision even when your friends don't go. And why? Why are you doing it when no one else around you does it? Really help them connect with how important their faith is in their life by showing them and articulating for them how important it is in your life. Pray together as a family. Each night, spend five minutes as part of your bedtime routine where everybody's in the same room together, and maybe you say an Our Father and a Hail Mary and a Glory Be, and then let each child talk about what they're grateful for, what they're thankful for, by saying thank you, God, for... Sometimes it's for spaghetti <laughs> from a three-year-old, but that's okay. That's what they're thankful for. I can't promise you that all your children will go to Mass and live their faith when they're adults. But neither can you decide that you can control them. And as all my children are adults now, I realize they make decisions I wouldn't make. 
but I know that Michael and I have planted the seeds so that they know why we value our faith, why it's important to us, and how it has really brought us through some very tough times. And it has also brought us great joy in prayers answered. I hope that helps. I know in this day and age, many people are confronted with teenagers and maybe young adults who still live at home saying, I don't want to go to Mass. And we had a child who, in his 20s, said, I don't want to go to Mass anymore. And we said, it's not an option if you live here with us. We give you all these things. We pay for everything for you to live. This is part of the package. And if you don't like it, you'll need to move out. But if you stay with us, this is why we do it. We are very calm. And he went to Mass with us, and he never stopped going to Mass again. So pray for your children every day. Pray that the Holy Spirit will keep them safe from all the evil out in the world. Pray that you, as a parent, will have the grace and the wisdom to really give your children the goodness of the faith. All right. Take care, have a great week, and I will see you next week. Bye. Do you have a life coach who helps you be the woman you want to be? The woman God has called you to be? Who helps you sort through your marriage or parenting difficulties and helps you create the mindset you need to embrace your vocation with joy and gratitude? If you're looking for a coach, I would be so honored to help you. Email me at Janet at findingjoyinmotherhood.com.